Danielle here. Welcome to Menopause Nutritionist. I believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle. Chanel here, your menopause nutritionist. Today, I want to talk about the aches and pains that may be crippling you on your menopause journey. Now, this is not going to be necessarily relevant. I mean, look, it, like, it's an open conversation. I'm going to share a bit about my own personal experience and some things I've changed with my nutrition. Because over the last year, I have been having these constant injuries, like one thing after another. And when I say, I would say chronic. So this conversation is more leaning towards someone who is having chronic inflammation. And when I say chronic, like I had have had plantar fasciitis for seven months, maybe going on eight months. That to me is chronic. So if it's just like a niggle and then it goes away, then this may not necessarily be a specific conversation for you. However, aches and pains, kind of achy joints, stiff back, these constant injuries, plantar fasciitis, frozen shoulder, like these sort of things get, they get kind of bannered under the menopause journey because there's like 33 different symptoms for menopause. However, there's some other factors that we need to keep in mind. Now, I'm a nutritionist. I'm going to actually give you a perspective from a nutrition point of view. And the reason I'm doing this is not only because obviously I've studied nutrition, but because this is actually my own personal journey. So I have had this ongoing journey with plantar fasciitis and anyone that's listening to this who has had plantar fasciitis knows one, it is terrible. Two, it is actually very painful. So you can't get away from it. It's very painful. And I have been a runner my whole life. Like I have literally run my whole life since I was seven. I've always used running as a way of being able to exercise wherever I want. It's super flexible. In the last seven months, I haven't been able to run. So over the last week, also, I have just started running again because I'm finally having some recovery, but I wanted to dive into this. And the other reason is I have mentioned the oxalates, and this is where I'm going with this conversation, um, because this is what I've been looking at. And this is what I've changed in my own personal journey to actually get some progress now, the more I've studied this, the more I've looked into it, the more I've experimented on myself, I personally think this has an impact on a lot more people than what they realize. Now, I'll start with, and I've had a lot of people asking me about it, and it could be because I am sharing my own journey with healing like injuries and like looking at oxalates and people don't know what they are. So... I want to open this up a bit more and I've had lots of people asking me about it so I thought I would just do a blanket update and then you guys have the information as well and then if you want more help with it then I can help you because it's not 
as we discuss in a second, it's not kind of cut and dry. So what is an oxalate? Like oxalates are found in all foods. Well, not all foods, but most foods. And unfortunately, they are found in a lot of healthy foods. We're going to talk about that in a minute. This is where I kind of fell into the trap, right? So oxalates are like the opposite of a nutrient. So if you think about nutrients, they're like super good for our body. They go into our body. They do different things that are positive. The opposite of that is like they're toxic, right? They're not good for our body. Our body can't use them for good. And then they actually do bad stuff. So what happens is these oxalates are found in different foods in varying degrees. There's like a... A varying scale if you like so for example spinach super high in oxalates known as a bit of a superfood but super high in these oxalates so if you personally now and this is where this is not a blanket conversation this is a if you are having symptoms of inflammation achy joints maybe you're having something like plantar fasciitis and you can't get rid of it some sort of chronic ongoing inflammation in your body this was this was what led me to this kind of conversation or looking into this way of thinking or investigating because I knew there was underlying inflammation in my body and I had to work out where it was coming from so when you're doing all the things and then you're still not recovering and there's inflammation, you're like, what is causing the inflammation? It's coming from somewhere. There's something I'm doing. So this will not be a conversation that will affect everyone. If you're listening to this, you're not having an infl inflammation in your body. You can eat foods. They don't upset you. You don't have any response to like I was, t I was talking to one of, one of my girls that was going through, she's going through my six-week program at the moment. She literally can eat anything. Like she has no problem. She's like, she's going to have dairy. She can eat it. She doesn't have any response to anything. She, you know, so then this conversation is probably not for her right now. If down the track, she then, you know, forms some sort of, like maybe she gets plantar fasciitis and she can't get rid of it. Then maybe she'll look at it. But what I'm trying to do is frame it so this conversation is not like my husband, for example, great example, can eat anything, right? Has an iron gut, can eat anything, nothing affects him. He doesn't really have to worry about these oxalates. Me, however, had major inflammation, was doing all the things like I'm a very compliant person. So if I'm told to do stuff, I have done everything I needed to do, still not actually getting better if anything getting worse so this is what took me down this path I just wanted to pre-frame this because this isn't a one-size-fits-all this is very individualized so if you're listening to this and you've got symptoms then you're like probably like yep okay I need to listen further if that's not you maybe you're like okay see you later or listen in case in the future this happens to you okay so Oxalates are found in all foods. A lot of the superfoods are very high in oxalates, which means that if you are like me and you can't necessarily like process them, like your liver can't process them and get rid of them, then they get stored in your body and they actually form crystals. They pull 
calcium and magnesium out of your body and they form these crystals that cause inflammation. We don't want that. that. This is not good. This is what's causing some of the aches and pains and joints and some of the other like ongoing symptoms that people are struggling with. So I had someone reach out or I've been talking to her and she has been getting kidney stones. Now you need to be on a low oxalate diet when you have kidney stones because that is your body's inability to process the oxalates and then it actually forms kidney stones. That is one of the symptoms. So there's different symptoms that play out in your body and when you go through and kind of like assess whether you have any of these symptoms, I had some of these symptoms. Now, also some of these foods that are high in oxalates, when I would eat them, my body would give me a notification. Now, if you've listened to anything that I've put out before, you'll hear me talk about farting and bloating and whatever. That's your body giving you a notification. So potatoes are high in oxalates. Sweet potatoes are high in oxalates. Um, Dark chocolate is high in oxalates. Cocoa powder, really high in oxalates. So for me, I would eat all of those foods and then I would start farting. And so it was a notification that my body was not really that happy about it. So the short end of the version here that I'm trying to tell you is if you are suffering with inflammation, if you have, definitely if you have had kidney stones in the past, you need to be on a low oxalate diet. Now, here's the catch. You cannot just go cold turkey on this. I did make the mistake of trying to do this. This is my personality. I'm a bit OCD like this. It does not work that way. When you try and go cold turkey, you actually, the, the oxalates that you have stored in your body actually start coming out and causing you more drama. So what you need to do is you need to deal with it in a very specific protocol and that allows your body to heal and get rid of the oxalates at the same time and then your ox, um, your inflammation starts reducing and you can heal. So if any of this sounds like your journey, because I now feel like I'm healing and um, my plantar fasciitis is like so much better. I will tell you at the same time that I have had dry needling. I had dry needling last week for the first time and my plantar fasciitis is like so much better since having the dry needling. So that's helped as well. But also my body is just repairing because I actually now am, I'm eating a low oxalate diet so I am avoiding things that are very high in oxalates and I'm following a protocol to be able to heal and get rid of the inflammation so putting this out there so if anyone else is listening if you have any questions just drop them here if you actually need help with this if you feel like this may be you then maybe we should jump on a call we can just talk a bit more about it there is a certain protocol that you need to follow to be able to move through this and let your body heal and get rid of the inflammation working with menopausal women i hear the achy joints and you know this sort of thing a lot or the ongoing chronic injuries so if that's you then this is probably something that you need to look at like seriously um, and and then get a protocol around how how to deal with it so i'll put together an oxalate cheat sheet i've got all the information there i've just got to put it together so 
anyone that needs that information then reach out um, because you're going to want to arm yourself with the knowledge of the foods that you can and can't eat and um, and then like I said if you need like if you do if you're listening to this and you're going yep that's me I definitely need to do something about this or have more information then just reach out we probably need to jump on a call and talk it through it's a little bit more complicated than just because it definitely is a personal journey uh, but you don't need to be suffering with the inflammation so some of the foods that are very high in oxalates and this is what kind of can catch people out like myself um, obviously spinach not sure if I'll ever eat that again almonds so I was making my own almond milk so super high in oxalates not helpful uh, soy products potatoes sweet potatoes tea so that was one thing I've had to look at dark chocolate another thing I've had to look at um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head um, rhubarb is very high that's not a problem for me so so there's a number of oh, chia seeds a number of really like you would class them as superfoods so some of the women I have connected with they were having like green smoothies every day with all these products in them and having exorbitant amounts of oxalates I feel like I was a little bit lucky I wasn't too terrible in that respect and they've ended up being really sick so they're healing themselves now that they know and they've been able to obviously reduce like reduce the consumption and then let their body heal but it's a process depending on how bad it is so it is like a very individual you know topic each person is going to be different I am already noticing a difference it's been a couple of months for me and I have you know done it I've tried to do it the correct way uh, you can't just go cold turkey so there has to be a kind of a protocol to help you heal and let your body be able to then get rid of the oxalates without causing you big dramas so hopefully this was helpful um, if like I said please reach out if you need help with this I will put together that oxalate cheat sheet um, and as always thanks for tuning in um, if you are happy to give a five star rating a review uh, follow like subscribe share I would truly truly appreciate it I'm here to hopefully add value and help teach and share you know the journey that I'm personally going on and obviously as I learn um, share anything I can to help anyone else on their on their own journey so have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world until next time peace out